0: everybody how you doing and welcome to the John Riley Project. This is a podcast all about life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Thanks for joining us. You know, it's a new week. We're getting going here on a Monday. Thanks for thanks for coming on board. You know, this is a live stream. We're always live streaming on YouTube and on Facebook. That means we can take your comments and questions. We'll read them on the air and have some fun today. So man, you know, I was thinking about, what are we going to talk about today? And you know, there's a lot going on in the world. We could have talked about, you know, California increasing the gas tax. We could have talked about, you know, I'm having some interesting conversations online with friends here in my local hometown of Poway, California, talking about regulations. I mean, there's a lot of political topics, current news topics we could talk about, but we're going to take a break from all of that, we're going to take a break from politics today, and uh, we're going to start like this new segment, and I'm calling it Johnny's Rules for Life. And here I'm going to be sharing a series of, you know, things I've learned in in my 56 years. And today, I'm going to kick off that segment with one of the most important life lessons, in my opinion. And we're going to get into that in a minute. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet. So, uh, but again, thanks for joining me. You know, again, we welcome all your thoughts and comments here on the live stream on Facebook and on YouTube. So feel free to type them in. So, I mean, what's going on in my world? Um, I don't know if you had a, how your weekend was. I mean, we had a really great weekend, you know, Saturday went down to Del Mar. you ever been down to that powerhouse park in Del Mar right at 15th street. Um, I mean, what what is just a fantastic location that is. It's like a postcard setting uh, right there where the train station is in Del Mar and hung out there at Powerhouse Park and and took in the view. And then our friends from Northern California came and met us. We had lunch over at Jake's Del Mar right on the beach. I mean, that's a really special place. It's a great place to go. If you have people from out of town, you want to take them somewhere special and just had a really nice lunch there and hung out and it was all good, you know? And so, um, and then what else going on this weekend? You know, we had, uh, Great sports performances. I mean, how about the San Diego Padres? Nine in a row. Fernando Tatis is just ruling the world. Had another grand slam yesterday. Two home run day. Six RBIs. The Padres have won nine in a row. They're getting ready to play the Brewers today. I think the game starts at like 440, I think, if I recall. So um, looking forward to that. But I just enjoyed a lot of sports. And of course, did you watch the PGA Championship? Phil Mickelson. I mean... What a great story this is. Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship, which is which is one of the four majors in golf. So what are the majors? There's the US Open, the Masters, the British Open, and the PGA Championship, which was last weekend in South Carolina. And he was on the leaderboard when I checked on Friday and he held um the lead all the way through. He's 50 years old, which is amazing. I, I mean, I remember when, like in the 80s, Jack Nicholas won the Masters and I think he was 44. And back then, that was like a shocker. Back then, everyone was freaking out and Jack Nicholas, the old man won the Masters. Well, here, Phil Mickelson won it at the age of 50. So for, you know... Guys like me in my 50s, I mean, this gives me great hope and enthusiasm. But Phil Mickelson also is a San Diego guy. Um, He was raised here in San Diego. He went to the University of San Diego High School, which is now Cathedral High School. I think back in the day, it was actually near USD, uh, but now Cathedral is, you know, up here in kind of Carmel Valley area. Um, he went to that high school, um, spent his formative years here in San Diego, as well as in Scottsdale. And, you know, of course he went on to Arizona State and had a great career. And remember back in the nineties and the early two thousands, it was Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson always going head to head. And, you know, as those guys got older, I mean, Tiger had Obviously, you know it's kind of like a soap opera with Tiger Woods, but Phil Mickelson kind of just sort of faded into the background a bit. Everyone still loved the guy, um, and he's a character. If you follow him on Twitter, he's a great follow. Well, I mean, out of nowhere, he seemed to pop up, you know, at the PGA tournament and won the whole thing. And if if you saw the end with the fans coming around and surrounding the 18th green, I mean, it was like. You know, it's just like a rock star kind of an environment. It just kind of sent chills up your back. And he sinks the putt, wins the championship. He's there celebrating with his family, and it was just, it was just really special. So, um, you know, and again, you know, San Diego guy, a local guy, so I like that. But get this: this is I want to read a tweet that Phil Mickelson shared after winning the masters, i excuse me, the PGA championship. And it's just really it's really good and it kind of fits really nicely into this episode. And Phil said, I've failed many times in my life and career, and because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures. Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. I mean, what a great story. What a great line. I mean, because, yeah, we all have failures. I mean, I can make a list of the failures I have. You know, maybe you can make your own list. But it's, it's so on target, you know? I mean, frankly, that's how we get better. You know, we fail. We hopefully reassess our situation, try a different strategy, and then try again. And then each time we try to get better, try to get better. I mean, Phil was talking about how with sports science and nutrition and all of the, you know, the, the, the analytics and the mechanics and the, um, analysis tools that are available in the golf world make performing at golf so much, so much, what's the right word? You could be, you could be a tremendously better golfer if you take advantage of all these things that are offered to you, but you got to work hard. Um, it's not unlike a lot of the, um, the techniques that pitchers use to really improve their mechanics to the throw a ball 100 miles an hour, Mickelson taking advantage of a lot of that technology to help him improve his golf swing, even as a 50 year old, and he kept getting better and better. So, to me, this is a nice kind of a jumping off point because um, I want to talk about getting better, and and this is where I want to get into this this whole topic of you know Johnny's rules for life, and. We were going to get into this on the Friday episode, but we ran out of time. I was kind of already at an hour 15, and I didn't really want to make it a marathon episode. So, we're going to just do this topic today. And again, I welcome your thoughts and comments on the live stream. Feel free to type those in. So, this is kind of a list of things that, sort of like, if I knew this when I was younger, you know, if I could tell myself how to refocus, you know, things that I could do to be better taking the knowledge and the experience that I have as a 56-year-old guy, how could I make myself better? Or, or more importantly, how can I take the lessons that I've learned and share those with others, particularly younger people, particularly my own children, so that they can be better, so that they can perform at the highest level, just like Phil Mickelson. Um, and so, you know, in my life, perhaps in your life, you know, we've had our ups and downs and we learned some things. And maybe you've had mentors that have helped you or guided you, or maybe you didn't have mentors. And for me, for the most part, I kind of had to figure things out on my own. And I'm sure most of us have done that, where we kind of learn peripherally from others, but we may not necessarily have that one person that really guides us. You know, we get input from a lot of different people. We learn from other people. Sometimes we try, we fail, we try, we fail, we get better. So, um, you know, a lot of this is, is, is along those same lines. Oh, geez, I did turn off my phone before we started the podcast episodes. So let me turn that off. Um, so, and then, you know, other times, you know, maybe you learn things and as you go through lear- learning them and then implementing those ideas, you learn that what you were taught really was wrong or didn't make sense. And then sometimes you have to unlearn. You have to sort of deprogram yourself with maybe flawed philosophies, flawed ideas, and then reapply and reassess. I mean, I've had to do that, you know, to a great deal. I mean, especially things with, for example, you know, with religion, you know, and some of the things I was taught. And we're going to get into a little bit of that in this podcast. But you you learn things. As a child, especially as a young child, and and they're kind of how your brain gets wired. And sometimes you have to unlearn certain things in order to get better. You know, it's kind of like taking one step backwards so you can take two steps forward. So I've got seven of these what I'll call Johnny's rules for life. And I've I've written them up and and you know it's a loose list and they're kind of consolidated into seven ideas. But I think You know, I'm going to start rolling some of these out in these podcast episodes. And, you know, I think over time, I'm going to probably, it's kind of a work in progress, right? Over time, some of these life lessons, I'm going to optimize, I might consolidate some or break some out out into pieces. So, you know, I have seven now. I don't know if I'm going to end up with five or with 21 when we're all said and done. But I think this is a really good topic for us to explore together, particularly if you know you're experiencing some of these same things. So, um, the the primary rule that I really want to say is number one is take your life seriously. I mean for real. I mean, and I know it sounds weird that it has to be said. Take your life seriously, but it, it really. I mean, it's really the primary rule, and you're going to find that a lot of the other rules that I'll share. And I'll, again, we're only going to do this first one in today's podcast episode, but in future episodes, we'll go through others. But this is the one that a lot of my other rules kind of pivot off of. So this is really the primary, take your life seriously. And I, again, I know that sounds crazy to say that out loud. Like, of course you take your life seriously, right? But you'd be surprised. I mean, You look around, I mean, you could see people that clearly are not taking their life seriously. Or maybe there have been moments in your life where maybe you haven't taken your life seriously. I mean, we can get caught up like in a rat race, right, in life with with our job and with family and with the chaos and all the things that we're dealing with. Sometimes, you know, we're putting out fires in every direction, just trying to get through the day, just trying to survive the day. And we can get caught up in that rat race to a degree that we sort of lose sight of ourselves, right? We lose sight of our own life. Um, in many ways, we sort of serve many masters, right? Um, we are serving the needs of our family, serving the needs of our job or our boss or our customers or our coworkers. Um, in other cases, maybe we're serving the needs of the community. But a lot of times we forget to serve our own needs. We forget to really take care of ourselves, to really take our own life seriously. Um, And to me, this is huge. I mean, it's a really big deal. And you'll hear people say, well, you know, you shouldn't take your life so seriously. Come on. Don't take your life seriously. You got to laugh. You got to, you know, just relax. Come on, man. You know, I mean, you hear that too, right? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we need to laugh at ourselves and we have to be lighthearted about it. And, you know, sometimes we get thrown curveballs and we get knocked down and it can be difficult, you know, and sometimes you need to laugh it off. But you still need to take your life seriously. So, I mean, that always that that's one of those lines that I hear from other people that always kind of, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way. Don't take your life so seriously. Well, come on, man. (laughs) This is my life. Of course, I need to take it seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself. I get that angle to it, but I mean, if you look around, you can see there's people that they don't take their life seriously. They sometimes they just give up, right? I mean, you've seen those people that they just kind of, you know, whatever, they just gave up. They don't really try. They just kind of go through the motions in life. Um, or maybe they're just defeatist and they literally have given up. Some people are nihilists, right? Where they just don't care. And some of those people are the ones that end up, you know, becoming mass shooters and all kinds of other crazy situations where people have just given up and they don't just, they don't give a shit anymore. They just give up. Um, And, you know, we see that in varying degrees. And maybe there have been times in your life and you're just like, ah, you know, screw it all. I don't care about this. I mean, it's easy to fall into that trap of not taking your life seriously and we, you know, I I want to reemphasize why it's so critical. So um, this is really kind of partly why I often talk about my podcast as being about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, the life part of that is that you are in charge of your own life, that you manage your own life and how important that is. I mean, it's so important that, the founders of america you know baked it right into the declaration of independence you know that that you're in charge of your own life you know cuz before that you were like a subject of a king you know you were um let's just say a um a serf right that that served the needs of whatever the landlord happened to be but in the united states you know we have our individual rights of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that means that our our life is ours to live. And so I when I decided to make this life liberty, pursuit of happiness as the higher purpose or aspirational message of what this podcast is all about, that was done on purpose. And it wasn't necessarily because this is America and I want to wrap myself in the American flag. I'm not saying it that way. You know, I'm saying it where, yeah, your life matters. And yeah, like you should embrace it. Um, And I enjoy talking about topics like this. And in fact, whether I'm talking about, you know, we got with with Pete Neal, you know, we went out to Pahrump and he was racing his car and, you know, he's out there essentially pursuing his happiness because his life matters to him. And that's why I went out there and enjoyed it with him. And yet he had a couple of challenges on the course and he felt bad and that I was, you know, took all this time out of my life to go and support him. But, you know, it was still a great event. It was great for me as well as it was for him because our lives matter. I, I had a great time. I experienced a fantastic event, even though it was brief. It was still good. Um, but in this podcast, you know, we, we often talk about politics and culture. And you, you, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you kind of know where I stand, right? I'm, I'm all about empowering the individual, empowering you so you can make choices about your own life because your life matters. And I, I will admit that um, another reason that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is the higher purpose of this podcast is that by continuing to talk about it, covering these issues and repeating it over and over again. Not only am I trying to obviously share this with you and and perhaps influence you, but I'm trying to influence myself. You know, I'm trying, I see this podcast in many ways for me, it's almost therapeutical, the way it helps me be better, the way it helps me focus on important topics, the way it helps me become better at listening to my guests and understanding what they're going through so that not only can I be better in that moment, but so I can ultimately be a better person because it's in my interest to do that. So and then when I share a lot of podcasts about journaling or uh, um, you know self-esteem, and we've done a number of those, and I, w- I want to do more of them. What I'm sharing that a lot of that is the work that I'm doing on myself to make myself better that I am sharing with you. And this podcast sometimes flips it around. I need to come up with content to share with you. And then that forces me to look inward for me to get better so I can share my experience with you. So it kind of plays back and forth. And so that's a big reason why, um, I often talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because it's not just a, a political thing or an American thing, although it really is, but it, it's really about focusing on your life, and you should take your life seriously. And I mean, here's, this is a really great quote, and I read this quote recently, and it really, really hammered me to a different level on this whole idea. And of course, it's an Ayn Rand quote, but she said, learn to value yourself yourself fight for your happiness. And I read that and I was like, wow, okay. This is, you know, because I always, and we talk about pursuing your happiness and, and, you know, focusing on yourself and so you can be better ultimately to live your life according to your own values. And, and that's what pursuit of happiness is really about, right? Living your life according to your own values. But I never seen it, said in terms of fighting for your happiness. And that really kind of takes it to a new level, doesn't it? Because that means you really need to take your life seriously. If you're going to fight for it. And, you know, I, I remember like kind of really pausing and I journaled on this, um, on this topic and, I mean, it was just really powerful to me Um, because, I mean, what is our objective in life, really? I mean, what are we on this planet to do? Well, in my opinion, (laughs) to be happy, right? I mean, is there any more lofty goal? I mean, even the the Dalai Lama said this. I quoted this in last week's podcast. The Dalai Lama (laughs) said—the Dalai Lama—the Dalai Lama (laughs) said— The purpose of our lives is to be happy. And I know that sounds very new agey, a little bit, you know, touchy feely, but really, I mean, what else are we here to do? I mean, in the end, I mean, do we want to suffer? I mean, is that what we want to do is really suffer? No. I mean, we want to be happy. And that's why pursuit of happiness is so darn important because we have to have that runway that ability to pursue our happiness, to achieve, if possible, to achieve happiness without, you know, some, you know, heavy-handed dictator preventing us from doing that. I mean, that's a main reason why that was encoded into the preamble of the Declaration of Independence, right, in the founding of our nation. I mean, it's really a beautiful, beautiful philosophy. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So. Anyways, I, I there's a there's a lot of little tangents on this that I really want to share, and again, I, I welcome your thoughts and comments. So, by all means, please chime in. Um, but one of them, is a, as a as a spin of this, is don't be a people pleaser. Um, this is something I really had to learn, um, especially when I started my own business, because when you're so focused on pleasing other people, you lose sight of yourself. You lose sight of pleasing yourself and achieving your own happiness. Now, obviously in business, you do need to serve the needs of the customer in order for you to be rewarded. I mean, that's obvious. But sometimes we can, again, lose sight of what our needs are. I mean, how often have you heard... the the, it's almost a cliche, you know, when someone is on their deathbed and they say, oh, I really wish I would have done this or done that or done that other thing. Or I wish I would have not remained in that relationship or I would have gone on that trip or I would have spent time with my children. I mean, you hear those stories, right? And in my opinion, it's because those people... We're too focused on pleasing others rather than pleasing themselves. Um, Pete Neal saying, FYI, Facebook is having issues with the live cast. YouTube is okay. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that clears up. So I, I use this StreamYard software and I, I made the investment to upgrade my, my um, infrastructure in my home. I got a direct ethernet and I've got the highest speed that Cox Cable offers. So, you know, maybe there's something going on with Facebook. If it's a good one on YouTube, but not on Facebook, it may be on them. But I, I just think that's important is to not be a people pleaser. And in fact, like I said, when I was starting my business, I was just hungry for whatever kind of business I could get, right? I mean, as a, you know, I started my business from scratch out of my own garage. I mean, I started my own business actually as a moonlighting gig, for a number of years and it kept growing and growing to the point that I was able to quit my day job and then just do it full time, which is great. But then once you establish that as your primary source of income, not just as a side thing, well, you're focused on growing it. I mean, that's what it's all about is growth, growth, growth. But a lot of times I was taking on the wrong customers. That wanted me not necessarily to do work that was in my sweet spot, but to do work that was sort of, kinda in the world that I could do, but not really where I could excel. So I wasn't actually A doing the work that I loved, but on top of it, on top of it, I found that I was chasing little customers and customers that were, quite honestly, excessively demanding and paid very little. They were just pains in the butt. Um, I wasn't, and and it sucked up all my time when I could have been focusing on what was important, but I was so focused on people pleasing rather than really looking inward and saying, what's in my self-interest that I, again, I sort of lost sight of myself as part of that process. And I learned, and honestly, I, I sometimes still fall back into that. Um, and I have to keep pulling myself out of that, um, where, small time customers that really, I mean, I'm a two man company. I mean, I can't be taking on every potential client. I have to be very selective in the kind of work that I take on because my time is so limited, but you know, you'll still get those cases where people want you to do something and it's low pay takes a ton of time, not in your sweet spot. And it's hard to say no. Right. I gotta, I, I, I'm constantly trying to get better at that. Um, Pete kneeled on the live stream a lot of commentary about a lot of commentary about uh, yeah the quality of the live stream. Pete says those are the customers you send to the competition. Yeah, exactly. You refer them elsewhere. That's obviously a great way to do it. That's a technique that I still use today. Oh, you should just call these guys. Um, they'll be a better fit for you. And basically, you're just dishing them off. But a lot of times, if you send that to a company that is larger. They only I mean, they got a larger staff, a larger team of people, and they've got more resources to handle big, medium, and small com- cu- customers. Where if you're you know a small business, you just can't take on the really little itty bitty guys. So I had a coach, you know, a business coach that really helped me get through that. And I know this sounds so freaking fundamental, but f- you know, ranking your prospects by A, B, C and focusing on the A's, giving some attention to the B's but the C's, man, you know, they're not worth your time. So refer them elsewhere. So don't be a people pleaser because rather than pleasing yourself, you're focused on pleasing them to the point where it can be damaging you. Now, it's not always damaging. Obviously, it's enjoyable to please your loved ones. And, but because you get something back from that, right? They're the people you love. And they matter in your life because you take your life seriously. But there are other people that it's it's different where when you're doing too much people pleasing, you're really not paying as much attention to your own needs. Mike Polite says, that's a lesson I have to keep learning as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you're a small business person, you're just you are just hungry, you know, to get your hands on anything to keep building your business. And taking the wrong customers can, can frankly undermine a business, can damage it, can cause it to go out of business if you're not careful. Mike Polite says, I want to help the startups, but I've been burned a few times. It's hard. I mean, startups have no money. You know, they're kind of looking for partners that'll help them do something on the cheap or for delayed payment. If you're a small business, it's really difficult to take on startups. I mean, one of my clients is a logistics business where they they work on medical devices and they are in, in charge of fulfilling orders um, for doing returns and exchanges. They're essentially like a miniature Amazon, my client. And they represent various manufacturers and they've had trouble dealing with startups because startups you know, they have, they have very little money and they have these huge dreams, these huge expectations. But in the beginning, they require so much, but they have so little to offer. It's difficult. It really is. Um, Mike Ryan says, Hey, John, a little late to the party. Mike, Mike nice to see you. I got to start clicking on these so we can see them on screen. So Mike, nice to see you. We have Mike Polite and Mike Ryan on the live stream. So there's a, a can phrase you've probably heard me say it before in some of these podcasts and you know the 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 military is it the army or is it the the four branches of the military they say be all that you can be right and i think it's the army and it's it's actually a really great phrase i mean it's a marketing slogan for them to you know come on out and you know take your life and You know, have some adventures and go around the world and and learn new things and do it with the U.S. military. I mean, for the military is a great career for a lot of people. It really is. It's not for everybody, but it is for a lot of people. Being all that you can be is honestly a slogan, a catchphrase that they use as part of their marketing. But it's something that we should embrace ourselves. If we take our life seriously, we should be striving to be all that we can be, rather than just being mediocre, you know, just another guy, another number in the system, I mean we need to achieve and do it to the our greatest potential to realize our greatest potential. and we'll do that if we take our life seriously. Mike Ryan says it's the army. okay yeah, so the army, that was their slogan. Be all that you can be. There is another angle to that is is sort of to see your life as an adventure, right? If, if, you're, if you're like a, 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 um, a primary character in a movie or a novel and you're in an adventure, well, those are the greatest stories, right? To, to follow and to enjoy. What if you saw your life? In that framework that you were the hero in this adventure and this adventure was your life and that hero takes himself seriously because he's the hero. He eventually emerges victorious. Imagine thinking of your life in those very same terms. Um. Here's like a a great quote. Here's a couple of really good quotes. There's always lots of motivational quotes that are out there about your life, but I cherry picked a few that I thought were appropriate. And this is from Oscar Wilde. And he says, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people just exist. Yeah, to live. To really live. Most people just exist because they don't take their life seriously. Mike, Ryan, totally agree, John. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the support. Um, and here's another one from Maya Angelou, right? Maya Angelou, the great poet. And she said, success is loving life and daring to live it. I mean, really being all that you can be, right? So and you hear those quotes and they're kind of cliches, but sometimes you just got to take a moment and just sort of sit down with that one line success is loving life and daring to live it and to really think about that cuz again this, these motivational quotes you, you see them around and yeah yeah and you know sometimes they're on these motivational posters in corporate america and you're like yeah yeah but something just take a minute and just really break it down and really think it through and we'll realize that we aren't taking our lives seriously some of the time, maybe even much of the time. But we look around and we see the people that are high achievers that have had tremendous success. For the most part, of course, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, they take their lives seriously. They are focused on being all that they can be. So, this is just crucial. So uh, another part of this, another spin of this is you've heard the term YOLO, right? You only live once. That's true. I mean, time, I mean, really time is our most precious resource that we have. We're only on this planet for a certain amount of time. I mean, here I am, I'm 56. I'm thinking about that a lot. I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, roughly speaking, you know, if unless something horrible doesn't happen to me, roughly speaking, I'm about two thirds of the way through the game. Now, I don't know, you know, what the rest of my life is going to be like. Hopefully I'll live even longer. But, you know, when you look at it, and you think, oh, geez, I'm already two thirds of the way through my adventure movie. Like, wow, you know, the clock's ticking. I mean, that's something that I'm really feeling. I mean, Steve Jobs, you know, the founder of Apple, that's a guy that wanted to be all that he could be, a guy who really took his life seriously. He said, Your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. So he's saying, Live your life. Don't live someone else's life, live yours. Um, I mean, we, now again, I'll just says, there is no second life. We think there is. We, they, people talk about a second life, but is there? Now, just as a bit of a tangent, on our Wednesday podcast, Pete Neil is going to join me, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. I think it's going to be very fascinating. One of his guests, is, uh, Good Friends, is coming over. We're going to talk about, I'll just kind of tee it up a little bit. We're going to talk about Hawaii, a major life accident, a major life eureka moment, and what a person experiences in a coma and religion. Um, And it's going to be a fascinating discussion on Wednesday. I'm letting you know up front. Um, But with all due respect to our guests coming on Wednesday, I personally have not seen evidence that there is a second life. So I need to live this life. You know, and and we don't get a do-over. Now, again, in some religions people do get do-overs, right? There's reincarnation, but in my case, based on the evidence that I've seen, this is it. This is my only shot. So, yeah, I mean, we can't just drift through life. You ever do that? You ever find yourself drifting sometimes? I do that sometimes, especially on a day-to-day basis, I'll notice it. Like for a few hours, I just seem to drift, that I'm not really focusing on specific objectives and I kind of lose control. I kind of go where the discussion goes, where the energy goes. But imagine doing that, not just day to day, but month to month, year to year, decade to decade and drifting. And then suddenly you wake up and you're like me, you're 56 years old. You you know, granted, I've had a great 56 years. I hope to have a lot more years in my future. But imagine someone that didn't have a great 56 years. And they said, well, holy crap, what am I doing? Um, This is actually one of the positive outcomes of this pandemic, is that people were forced to stop to kind of get out of the rat race because their job got shut down and there were no other jobs. At least there's you know, lots of opportunities now. But when the pandemic hit, we were in the middle of 2020. I mean, people were home. Many were not working. They were kind of being paid by government. They were getting handouts. And a lot of people reassessed their life. And I think it's a great thing. You know, one of the topics I was considering talking about today was the, the, the worker shortage where you know all these businesses are looking for employees and you know in my opinion it's it's more of an incentive shortage which I think is an interesting angle to take on that but a, one of the reasons that there are is a worker shortage and there's a number of reasons but one of them is is that a lot of people that were in those low paying minimum wage jobs finally had a pattern interrupt and they were home out of work And they were getting money from the government and they were able to like kind of catch their breath for a minute. And they said, what in the hell am I doing? And they took control of their life and they changed their career. And now they're working in another job rather than being, um, you know, in your middle ages. And there's some people that are in their middle ages that are still in these entry level jobs, which to me is a case of someone that hasn't taken their life seriously. Or has experienced so many cases of difficulty that it's overwhelmed them. Mike Ryan on the live stream says, "I believe in do overs. We just won't remember. Our bodies are mere vehicles. When they die, we slide into a new one. That's why we have déjà vu." Okay. That's you know again. I love I love these kinds of conversations because yeah, deja vu is kind of a tricky thing, right? I mean, we we experience certain things that felt like we've experienced them before. And maybe, maybe, that's a great theory, Mike, that maybe and we experienced it in a previous life and now we're in a new life. Maybe our souls are eternal and they just pass through different bodies. Maybe in my next life, I'll be... Um, a fan of Nissans and Datsun Z cars, you know, I don't know. Or maybe I'm going to be a tree or a fish. I mean, I don't know, um, but I don't have that. I particularly, I think it's an interesting theory, but we obviously have no concrete evidence, no scientific evidence that that's true. So until that exists, I'm going to bet on this is it. That We only got one shot. I'll be hopeful that I have a do-over. Now, now, as an aside, in the world of life, as we go through, people make mistakes. In my opinion, people deserve second chances. We call that a do-over. I give myself that. I like to give people that do-over chance, unless their original foul was just so egregious. But, I, but generally speaking, I love the whole idea of do-over second chances in life especially for people that have been incarcerated and they come out of prison. I mean, those people deserve a second chance. But but from a macro perspective, from life, do we really know? I don't think we do. Mike on the live stream says, that will be a really good show, kind of a spiritual spiritual conspiracy theory. Well, Again, Pete has let me know a little bit about it. It's spiritual for sure. It's definitely not a conspiracy theory. Um, So uh, Wednesday's episode, I'm really looking forward to it. Pete and I have been talking about doing it forever, but we were waiting on the pandemic and to be mostly lifted, you know, having the vaccinations because we're all vaccinated now because this was something that we had to do in person. We couldn't do the conversation in a chat window or you know in a Zoom call. It had to be something that we were personal and directly connecting. So we're going to do that one on Wednesday. Hawaii, um, a life-changing event, a coma, religion. It's kind of all packaged in that. Sounds like I'm talking about Greg Greg Brady when he crashed um, as a surfer with the with the tiki necklace. Um, you remember that episode when the Brady Munch went to Hawaii? I'm joking, but on Wednesday, we won't be joking. It's very serious and it's very moving story. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, But yeah, you know, so, you know, you only live once. So you have to take your life seriously because if you drift, the next thing you know, you know, you're in the fourth quarter of life and the ball game's almost over. You're in the eighth inning. Now, right now I'm 56. I think I'm in the sixth inning of a nine inning ball game, but, you know, we just, we just can't drift. The other part of it is, I think, in taking our lives seriously, do you ever notice that sometimes, you know, we just don't have faith in ourselves. Sometimes we don't really believe in ourselves. That was one of my old podcasts, believing in yourself, which by the way, I talked a lot about Chris Paddock of the San Diego Padres, the pitcher who really believes in himself. And he was fantastic in 2019. In 2020, he had self-doubt and it affected the way he pitched. And even in the early part of 2021, he had self-doubt. But Chris Paddock began believing in himself and understanding what makes him special. And now he's great again. His last outing was fantastic. But believing in yourself is so so important. I often... This is sort of the opposite of the Dunning, what do they call that? The Dunning-Kroger effect, you know, where people think they're smarter than they really are. I like to flip it around. I often think we're better than we think we are. We know more than we sometimes give ourselves credit for. Because sometimes, you know, we just don't have confidence in ourselves. Sometimes we think if we do these things, we're just an imposter. I mean, try doing your own podcast. This is my 236th episode. Sometimes I get that feeling like, oh, do I really want to talk about that? I'm not really an expert in that category. But then I think about it, I go, you know what? I actually know quite a bit about this. I may not be the world expert on that category, but I sure as hell know a lot more about it than other people. And I can be of service to them. Mike Ryan remembers the the Greg Brady Tiki uh necklace episode. Mike also says since turning 50 I think about that a lot. How much time do I have left? And yeah. It's a, it's a really important issue. Now, the, you know, the the other kind of cool side of this is that with with technology and and um and, and biotech you know, there's a lot of things cooking that's going to extend life you know, well beyond, I mean, well, first of all, you know, life expectancy has dramatically changed in the last 150 years. I mean, back, you know, before the industrial revolution, what was the average lifespan of a human? It was like, I don't know what, 43 years or something like that. That's probably mostly because so many children died when they were young, but now like average life expectancy is, what is it right now? Like 78, 80, Something like that, and obviously some people live a lot more, and some people less. But imagine with technology, you know, average life expectancy could maybe exceed a hundred or one hundred and twenty. And so, Mike, at fifty years old, you won't even be halfway. Wouldn't that be great? But we're not there yet, so all the more reason that we need to take our life seriously now. Um, but yeah, I, I just think we're 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 better sometimes. We don't give ourselves enough credit, and then. By having this self-doubt, it prevents us from really going out and truly pursuing our happiness to really try new things and to live, you know, a more flourishing life. Sometimes we hold ourselves back. Um, So, yeah, you know, and then the other kind of angle on this is this whole, if you go on my website, John Riley Project, the headline there is hashtag you do you. And. What does that mean? I mean, that really means is, man, you know, this is your life, man. Go out and live it and just be authentically yourself. I mean, really go out and and celebrate life, man. I mean, just go out there and do it. Um, do what you love doing. But you can't really do that if you don't take your life seriously. So one of the things I, I just did recently— I've talked a lot about in previous episodes. I like to do research on my ancestry. My family all comes from the southern part of Ireland. One side of my family went to Butte, Montana, worked in the worked in the um, copper mines there, and then eventually made their way to San Francisco, which is where my parents uh, met and were married. But you know, even on my my other side of the family, on my mother's side of the family, all comes from Ireland. And I always kept saying, someday I'm going to go to Ireland. Someday. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I was saying that about Europe in general. I finally went to Europe about three years ago when I met my daughter out there. Was it three years ago? Yeah, it was about that, maybe four years ago. Um, and we had a great time. But I still want to go to Ireland, especially now that I'm studying all my family ancestry. So what did I do? I'm starting to plan now. I went out. I got a map. (laughs) I have it in my office, you know, up on my wall. And I've I've got post-it notes that I'm organizing to point to all the places in Ireland I want to go to because I want to visualize it to motivate myself to go do it. But right now, you know, there's travel bans still with the pandemic and the vaccine. But it's going to get to a point where we're going to be able to go. But, you know, in the short term, it's going to be a surge of people traveling. And that's why car rental prices right now are through the roof, because already people have been cooped up. They're finally out there traveling. But I want to make plans to go because, again, I only live once, YOLO. And so I'm trying to take action. So those things in my life that are sort of, I wish I would, or i love to do that, I'm saying, well, damn it, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, I even, I talked about this in the previous show where I've now taken my bucket list of all the things that I want to do in my life, and I've time slotted them. And I said, I want to do these things in this quarter of this year or the, the third quarter of the following year. And I put all my bucket lists into time slots. So I can get them done before I'm in my early 60s. Because who the hell knows what's going to happen when I'm in my early 60s? Will I be alive? Will I be healthy? Will I be able to travel? Will I be able to do these things? And I'm thinking, man, I need to take my life seriously. Because the clock is ticking. So to me, this is just critical. So another angle to this is do what is right for you. If you take your life seriously, you are going to do what is in your best interests. You're going to pursue your own self-interest. So a lot of times, you know, there's always people that want you to do something for them. They want you to kind of sacrifice what you want so the other guy can get what they want. I get, A really good example of this is in the 1990s, I was working for a company and I had a certain project that I worked on and it was a a Salesforce automation tool that we had built that had lead generation tools in it and proposal generation tools in it that we built from scratch. It was really a cool tool. And I had hundreds of salespeople throughout the state of California using it. And I enjoyed that project, but it was in the late nineties and the internet boom was really going. And I decided uh, to pursue another opportunity. I went to another company and it was a great opportunity. I learned a lot. We were doing all the fantasy sports applications for America online Uh, for this particular company. It was sports. It was technology. It was the internet. It was great. But, you know, when the dot-com bubble burst in March of 2020, you know, there was a lot of roadkill. There was a lot of people on the side of the road that were out of work. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. The company had over 60 employees when I joined it. I left when there were, I think, seven of us. And I know that if we got to the next line in the sand in my future, I probably would have been the next one to go. Um, Because, you know, there was the original founders and they're you know, their team, I would have been the next in line. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall. So I jumped ship and my old employer really wanted me back. And so I went back and I began working on the same project I was working on previously, this Salesforce automation tool. And I just wasn't loving it. And I, I was honest with myself and I was honest with my boss. And I said, look, you know, I know you need this. But this is, this is no longer serving my own needs. I mean, I need to grow. I need to learn. But I'm kind of still just maintaining this system because I was really the only one that could do it. And he was like, oh, man, can you just do this for me, please? We just need you to do this. And I'm thinking, OK, well, this is serving you. You want me to sacrifice my career and what I want to aspire for so you can get what you want. But what am I? Am I getting what I want? Well, sure, I'm getting paid, but I wasn't really doing what I wanted. And so I kind of put up with it for a while until I had to kind of push a button and say, look, I I can't do this anymore. And then I eventually left the company. And I'm glad I did. I stood up for my own principles. I stood up for my own values. And sometimes we need to do more of that. If we take our lives seriously, we have to stick to our guns. We can't just always give in. So the other guy wins and we lose. We lose. You know, some people say, what's the purpose of your life? You know, the Dalai Lama says is to be happy. But you see other people say, well, no, your purpose in your life, you need to serve society. You know, you need to serve the collective good. Well, that doesn't necessarily serve your needs. If you take your life seriously, you're going to pursue your interests. And not get pulled off track serving someone else's interests living someone else's life like Steve Jobs said in the original quote so i mean it's just critical do what is right for you it's all part of taking your life seriously and like i said don't sacrifice yourself for others what do i mean by that well that's a case where where you lose and the other guy wins or you win a little but the other guy wins a lot <laughs> Um, now, some people say being a parent is a sacrifice, that you're sacrificing your life for your child. I, I never really saw that as a sacrifice. To me, my child and seeing my child prosper was consistent with, what, with my values and who I loved and who I wanted to see prosper. I never thought of being a parent as sacrificing my life for my child. I thought they were all consistent with taking my life seriously. But there are cases where people will do that, where they'll want you to sacrifice. I know a great example is, is when I was playing music. And, you know, there were all kinds of opportunities to get gigs as a musician. But a lot of times, they just didn't want to pay you. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe they just didn't feel like they had to. And sometimes they say, well, you know, that gig will give you, get you lots of exposure. It'll be good for you. And it's not good for you. Um, I fell into that trap as well. You know, I wanted to be a people pleaser and I enjoyed performing in, in the band. It was fun. But after a while, you realize you're just being taken advantage of. These people want you to sacrifice so they can win. They want you to give up all your time for free so they can win while you lose so to me this is critical don't don't sacrifice yourself to others just only look for win-win outcomes if you are in a business deal if you are doing any kind of work always make sure that it's win-win that you're winning and so is the company or the person that you're interacting with. I mean, obviously you don't want to win and the other guy loses that was, that's Donald Trump win, lose. Um, he wins. Everyone else loses. That's why he loves calling everyone losers. That's just how his mind thinks in win, lose relationships, but definitely don't be lose, win where you lose and the other guy wins. Don't be taken advantage of stand up for your principles. Take your life seriously. Um, and here's another one oh, before I get to that, Mike Ryan on the live stream says, most people's build others dreams. We sacrifice our own dreams, being a slave to someone else's happiness. Ta-da. That is exactly it. Over my right shoulder, there's a light bulb lit up. That's the light bulb that should hopefully go off, uh, go turn on over all of our heads. Is that exact comment? Most people build others' dreams. We sacrifice our own dreams, being a slave to someone else's happiness. That happens so much out there in varying degrees. I mean, sometimes it's plainly evident. It's, it's, it's boldly transparent, but sometimes it's subtle and you don't realize it's going on, but you got to pay attention to that. Pete Neal says, the only sacrifice you make for others is to pay back a debt where they provided for your desires. Well, Pete, you and I have had this conversation about sacrifice. In my opinion, paying back a debt is not a sacrifice, it's a win win. They helped you and then you repay the debt. So they provided money to you that you could use to pursue your happiness. Maybe you, you, borrowed money for a house, a car. Maybe you borrowed money you know, to get yourself out of a tough spot. They helped you. Paying back the debt with interest is how you help them. To me, that's win win. Now, obviously, there are some loans that are outrageously a win for one and not as much for the other. Um, but generally, I, again, I don't think that's a sacrifice. To me, that's just Fulfilling your terms of the deal, so I don't know, it's, it's it's a great topic, um, and and Mike, thanks again for joining us on the live stream. Mike, we'll, please join us on Wednesday. It's going to be great. Pete and I, and one of Pete's really close friends, will be here. Here's another angle to this, and this is another kind of like sacrifice where it's a topic that kind of lights people's fires. Be selfish. Okay now let me selfish is a supercharged word. So let me really explain what I mean by this. Cuz I had to really learn this. Cuz there's two kinds of selfishness. There's the evil selfishness that we all know. You know, someone that's a a liar, a cheater, someone who steals, someone who's a con man. Someone that wants to take advantage of you to serve their needs. That's the evil bastard. That's the selfish guys that we all don't like, right? But there's a good kind of selfish, and it's to be interested in yourself. You know, that's the kind of, of being self-interested in yourself. You know, Sometimes I'll joke with people and I'll say, getting a vaccine is selfish. And people will go, oh my God, what are you saying? Getting a vaccine is not selfish. Well, it actually is because you're taking care of yourself. And so sometimes when, when, if you fall into the trap of being a people pleaser and pursuing other people's happiness or being a slave to their happiness, as Mike talked about, sometimes you fall into the trap where you are the victim in the evil, selfish person's, you know, game where you're being taken advantage of. But if you really think it through, being self-interested, which is probably a nicer way of saying selfish, being self-interested is important. I mean, it's okay to take care of yourself. In fact, it's a priority. There is no greater priority. You can't serve other people until you can serve yourself. You can't I mean, that's why when you're on an airplane and the and the air masks come down, they always say put it over yourself first before you put it on your child because you can't take of other people until you take care of yourself first. So I I often think, you know, being selfish is so good, but it's easy to be programmed in society by culture, family, religion, that being self-interested is somehow wrong. Being self-interested is inconsistent with what we are taught. We're always taught, think of the other person first. Sometimes they say that, but do they really mean it? It's, it's, th- this kind of goes back to religion in a lot of ways. Um, but it's okay to think of yourself first, not in a negative way, not in a, you know, screw the other guy. I don't care about him. I only care about me. Not that way. But to be self-interested and said, you know, I'm taking my life seriously, <laughs> I'm going to pursue my happiness and I'm going to engage with other people that are interested in win-win relationships, not win-lose or lose-win. I'm going to do what's in my best interest. And if I do it right, it'll also be in your best interest because we help each other. We both are interested getting one step closer to achieving our destination or achieving our goals. That kind of selfish is important. Um, And I wish the stigma of that word selfish wasn't so negative. And I think that stigma is what sometimes some of us may feel that when we take care of ourselves, like when we take a mental health day, or, you know, maybe you want to go out and just have a massage. You want to be pampered. Maybe you want to, you know, just go do something for yourself. Maybe you want to buy a gift for yourself. Sometimes that's hard to do. Maybe we don't value ourselves. Maybe we think we need to buy buying gifts for other people, but it's okay to be self-interested. Um. And just a couple more comments on this. Take pride in your achievements, man. I mean, you know, pat yourself on the back. You know, when you've achieved something, take pride. You know, they they talk about pride as one of the seven sins, right? I mean, to me, pride is a virtue. If you, I mean, I don't mean to be a boastful jerk and think you're a know-it-all, but take pride in what you've achieved, what you've accomplished. I mean, I'm thinking about it for me now as a parent. We have two children. My son is leaving the nest next week and he will probably not fly home to the nest. And we had, you know, originally we were empty nesters, but then due to circumstances and COVID, you know, both our children moved back home. But now my daughter moved out, my son going to be moving out, I don't think we're going to be empty nesters again. The point is, is that I can look at that at this point in my life and I can pat myself on the back and take pride in what I've achieved as a parent. Because I think both of my children are on good trajectories that have learned the right things and ultimately are going to be good people as adults. I take pride in that as a parent. I take pride in a lot of things. I take pride in this podcast, but not in a immoral or evil or boastful way, but just, I know I did this and I did it in accordance with my own values. And I'm happy with myself. I've achieved something. Be prideful. That's okay. That's good. (laughs) Pete kneeled on the live stream. This is a good comment here. Um, I am not a know-it-all. I just want to. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, That's another motivation for me doing this podcast was to meet people. And, you know, we started this. That's how I met you, Pete, when you were a candidate for Poway City Council. I started this podcast. I want to learn. I want to meet new people, discuss new ideas. And I still love doing that. And I enjoy now here sharing what I know. But of course, I don't know it all. I know just a tiny itty bitty fraction of a tiny itty bitty fraction of the world. But I want to learn more. Um, yeah, I'm with you 100% there, Pete. So anyways, just take your life seriously. That's the number one rule in Johnny's Rules for Life. Um, and like I said, I, I, I've got a total of seven of them. I've been writing in my journal about this and and... I'm going to kind of flesh these out. Over the course of time, I'm going to be releasing these as either standalone episodes or I might make them a, you know, the second half of a podcast. And it's kind of in flux, you know, like I said, some of these rules I may break into different groups or I may consolidate them. And I'm going to blog on them as well. And some of the ideas are already on my blog page if you go to johnreillyproject.com, I've got about I don't know, six or so articles, maybe seven articles, and you'll see some of it there, you know, glimpses, pieces of it. But I'm going to really more structurally write this out because I think if I really, because right now I'm kind of thinking out loud, I, I have like a little outline here for the podcast. I'm thinking out loud, but I want to really tighten up these ideas and, you know, maybe this becomes a book. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, maybe it becomes sort of a presentation I do as a public speaker. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. Um, but I, I think this is important to package these ideas. And, and if nothing else, this is a legacy I can live, live with my, my family, my children, and perhaps my grandchildren and downstream. And that's a a really good thing. So I'm going to be working on this. I I hope you'll join me on this as I work through it. Again, I'm always interested in your thoughts and comments, so please let me know. Uh, Pete Neal says, okay, okay, I will take my life seriously, but I'm going to have a hidden smile. Yeah, smile through it, of course. Just don't drift. Don't, Don't let time pass you by and then go, what the hell did I do? You know, you're you only here once, man. Take, you know, really take your life seriously. So it, it, it's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself, but it, it's just so important. So if you want to continue the conversation on social media, you can go to my, uh, one of my webpages, connectwithjohnny.com. All of my social media links are there. All the podcast platforms are there. You can even sign up for our mailing list, connectwithjohnny.com. And if you want to get more information, you want to see those blogs, go to my website, johnreillyproject.com. And my blog is there and you can check that out. Um, Okay. uh, Just, you know, some closing quotes here. And again, all all along the same line. This one's from Walt Disney. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. That sounds like Walt Disney, doesn't it? It sounds a little fairy tale-ish, a little, you know, nice things you say to little kids, (laughs) all our dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. Well, not all your dreams are going to come true. That's for sure. Uh, You're going to have setbacks and hardships. You're going to set goals and not achieve them or only go halfway. There's going to be all sorts of chaos that happens in life, all kinds of setbacks. All your dreams are not going to come true. But the best part about this quote is have the courage to pursue them to be brave, to take your life seriously. And then finally, Hope Solo, you know, from the, from the Star Wars, uh, the, the third trilogy, the son or the daughter of um, Han Solo and Princess Leia. She said, I think people who don't have conflict in their lives are just trying to please people and not really living life to the fullest. And that's true, too. It's kind of like in this podcast, I often have said, if you don't have haters, that means you're really not doing good enough work. Uh, you really aren't making an impact. And for other people, if you are living a, a sort of conflict-free life, then you're really not pushing hard enough for what's important to you. Because when you, as Ayn Rand said, fight for your happiness, you, you have to fight. And that means there may be some conflict. That means relationships may change. You may not have to work for the same company. You may have to change those business relationships. You may have to change personal relationships. You may have to change how you relate to yourself. Change is hard. Change is healthy. Um, But I think that's a really good quote from Hope Solo. I think people who don't have conflict in their lives are just trying to please people and not really living life to the fullest. And like I said, don't be a people pleaser. Um, That's all part. A rule number one in Johnny's rules for life, take your life seriously. Um, Now that is the overarching rule and rules two through seven so far. And in fact, I don't know, there may be 12 or 15 or 21 rules by the time I'm done. They all are, you know, they all launch from this launching pad of taking your life seriously. Um, And, and really, you know, pursuing your happiness. And that's what this podcast is all about. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So thanks for joining me um, on this. It was a kind of a little bit of a change in pace. You know, I didn't really want to do politics. I was kind of tired of politics. There wasn't a lot going on in my local hometown that hasn't already been covered. Nothing major or shattering news here in my local town of Poway nothing really going on in San Diego except for the Padres and Phil Mickelson winning the PGA. And then national news is kind of the same old thing, right? So I didn't want to have to rehash a lot of that. I like to use current events as sort of a, you know, a a starting point to kind of get people interested in the podcast and then eventually kind of work it down in here to things like this, life lessons. But I figured let's just dive in and we're going through Johnny's rules for life. I'll be kind of drip (laughs) dripping these over probably the course of the next weeks or months kind of as i get all my thoughts together and you'll see more of these so hope you enjoyed this episode um thanks again for joining us uh this is the john riley project episode number 236 have a great day out there friends and go padres 10 in a row tonight let's let's root for the the home team we'll see you later (laughs) bye-bye If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor. Subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog or get more information Please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.